With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. How are Long you doing? Talk Radio. This is Dr. Carol Francis, and a concern that I have been recently confronted with is that of cyberbullying, and knowing that the children that I work with and the teenagers that I work with and the parents that uh, ask me about these sorts of things want to know what they can do to possibly safeguard their children from cyberbullying. It's not something that just affects children, however. It also comes in the workplace so that adults have to worry about it as well. But I do want to say something very clearly. Bullying is not anything new. That's right. It has existed within the social strata of the human condition since civilization or some sort of communal living has occurred. Bullying is always about an individual that wants to be able to intimidate another individual for whatever reason. For example, isn't it just possible? Isn't it just possible that someone likes to bully because their self-esteem is low and that dominating others tends to fuel that sense of, ah, I've got something going for me. Look at me, I'm so hot. I can intimidate this other person. In addition, bullies often just simply have a sadistic appetite for causing distress, angst, and fear. In addition, there are those individuals that are blinded by their cause or their sense of self-justification, and they want to hate or they want to somehow attack because they feel like they have either been wrong and they have some righteous indignation. Righteous indignation is in quotes, everybody or because they have a cause and they believe that the person that they are bullying deserves to be put down. That's often case is true when it comes to someone that has a different belief or lifestyle. We certainly see that when it comes to um, gays or lesbians being cyber-bullied. Also, don't forget that there are those individuals that just simply like to have a sensation of power and they create their role as superior. They like to be the all-knowing and the all-controlling and they like to breed the sense that people are compliant and obedient to them. So therefore, whenever individuals are in a place of being highly narcissistic, insecure, cruel, dominant, power-hungry, they are likely to be bullies around. And therefore, it is up to us as parents or as individuals to know that there are going to be bullies under every single bush and every single group. So how do we teach or how do we become aware of what's going on? Well, the very first thing I think that it's important for adults to know is they need to know when their child is possibly vulnerable to being bullied. This isn't when the child is possibly going to be telling you about it. In fact, according to certain types of research, it looks when I go throughout the Internet that about 58% of the kids have told their parents or on another research it was only 42 of the children have told their parents that they are being cyber-bullied. So it's not like you can necessarily know that your children are being bullied. What you want to pay attention to is, is are the following five factors. I've clustered them together in groups. 
you want to pay attention to if your child looks unusually sad, lonely, or they're isolating themselves, or they seem to be conveying a sense of being misfitted or on the outskirts of groups, including the family. Secondly, you want to see whether or not your child has an unusual sense of social confusion or naivety and feels uh, expressive of certain types of vulnerability toward people who are more dominant or confused about how to interface with people and they seem to be a little awkward. Another category that you might want to pay attention to as parents is those children that have some sort of history of being dominated severely it can also be by uh, by another parent or by a situation or a system, by a coach, by a friend, if or they have a history of being dominated um, by uh, um, by by you. You know, you have to make sure that you are not contributing to their sense of that it's normal to be dominated. And along with that, but much more severe, is do they have a history of being abused by authority figures? And again, you're looking at teachers, coaches, parents. Um, also siblings. Another category is do you find your children having that kind of sense of frightfulness? Are they easily frightened, easily intimidated, easily gullible to feeling like someone else is going to hurt them unless they comply? And finally, but of course it's not last, is do you have a sense that um, it, that your particular child does not necessarily understand when to trust or when to not trust? Are, are they? Do they have a sense that they will just vulnerably, categorically, naively move into trusting people to be saying things? Will they gradually be brought into a situation where they're going to be set up to be hurt? Um, do they consult? Do they reason? Do they, are they very savvy? Do they look into situations that don't seem right? Do they move away from circumstances where there are possible <clears throat> moments of being uh, victimized or dominated by another person? Or do they just kind of seem to trust without much contemplation? Okay, so there's five categories that contain some definite clues that when your child is going to be a little bit more vulnerable or a lot more vulnerable to become victims of bullies. But for a moment, I want you to go back to the idea that there's nothing new in this world about bullying. Now that we have the Internet, cyberbullying is a new venue for a lot of the bullying that takes place. For example, predominantly we see that 67% of the aggression that seems to be a part of these new technological ways of communicating comes through instant messaging. That's where cyberbullying is definitely going to happen the fastest, the quickest, and the most frequently. The second most frequently is going to be either in chat rooms, emails, or on websites, and of course, don't forget those text messages. So that now let's look at how many children report um, having been bullied. According to September's 2006 ABC News and also a survey from isafe.org, there is a possibility that 42% of all children have been bullied while they're online. That means that one in four have had it happen at least once. Now, 35% of the children have been threatened online. That's pretty high. Now, we want to know what those threats mean. 20% of those kids have received mean or threatening emails or messages. That includes words like, I hate you. Um, 58% of the kids admit that someone has been mean or hurtful to them somewhere online in their life, but 58% have not told their their parents that someone, either an adult or another child, has hurt them. That means that they're, uh, according to the, uh, let's look at another study, the Harris Interactive 2006 
43% of the U.S. teens have experienced some sort of cyberbullying. We could go on down the list. It's a little bit less for those who are middle, class, middle school uh, classes, but that may be because they haven't yet moved right into all of the various aspects of having cell phones. I'll, I'll say that in the more affluent communities, cell phones are definitely just a way of life. For a moment, what are the effects? You know, your child can be very intimidated, emotionally damaged, and might even resort to suicide. And that has been seen just very recently and very sadly so. Like take example, the Ryan Halligan uh, position or the Megan Meyer. In addition, it, 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 it can make the children feel very small about themselves, very vulnerable, very inhibited, very disliking of themselves. Children, teenagers are especially extremely sensitive to the impact of having negative things said to them because they tend to work not on the basis of strong emotional self-esteem, but rather the sense of being vulnerable to what other people will say. So the idea of, oh, my goodness, you know, am I not liked, uh, matters as opposed to, well, okay, next. So what are some things that parents can do under these circumstances? Well, first, I'm going to suggest parents that a hands-off distracted, neglected, or naive parenting style is likely to move your children right into the presence of bullies. I would not be hands-off or distracted or neglected. You want to be right there present with your child. So associated to that is a second idea, and that it is very advisable to constantly be cultivating open communication with your child. You want a friendly ability to be able to move right into having a comfortable conversation where you're kind of investigating into what the Internet activities are of your children. And remember, that includes what goes on on texting, what goes on on iChat, all what goes on on all of the different ways it can be communicated through through the print, through the, the instant messaging sorts of approaches. Yes, don't be shy about parental controls. In fact, it's a lot easier to put parental controls into place when your children are actually too young to know. And as a consequence, they really don't even challenge because they don't even really know what's on the other side of those parental controls often. However, I do have to say that there are so many times when parents think they have parental controls, like they have said no Facebook or no Twitter or no other avenue for social networking, and the children know very well exactly how to flip that screen from one thing to another so fast that parent doesn't even know that the child is on those particular things. So as a consequence, that may be one reason why there's a secretiveness about this cyberbullying that parents don't know because kids just don't really want to lose their opportunity to be able to interface with others in some other fashion or form. In which case, it's better actually to talk very openly with your child. Before you do that, don't lose your ability to be secretive in your investigations to what's going on in the Internet. Make sure that you have access to the computer, you know where their passwords are, and you can look at the history of what's going on on the computer. You might even want to know how, to, how you can actually go on their computer when you're on your own computer so you can kind of scan what's going on. Now, I'm not a big uh, person. I'm not really in favor of spying on your kids or being paranoid about what it is they're interfacing with. But if you have the sense that your child is vulnerable to these sorts of circumstances, it's better to be safe than sorry. It's better to be invasive than to wish you had been invasive. But is there a way of doing it in a way that's better for your child than just being uh, paranoid about what they're going through? Yes, absolutely. And that comes right back smack dab to the idea that in parenting, it's important to have the best possible interactive relationship with them as you possibly can develop. So now what's the next idea along these lines? The third major idea along these lines is that 
always have open discussions about what it means to do cyberbullying or any sort of bullying. In fact, when your child is very young, they are exposed to bullies at school, even if they're as young as preschoolers. And so to be able to develop inside of your child an awareness that there are bullies, there are people who will do mean, evil, or controlling sorts of things to them. It's a function of society. It's a function of any group uh, organization. It's a dynamic of a situation where one person is going to try to see if they can dominate, intimidate, hurt, harm, fight, frighten, to make feel bad. See, bullies are going to penetrate into every circumstance, and you want to know that your child has been exposed and will be exposed to bullies in all sorts of ways. Bullies will penetrate, they'll deceive, they'll manipulate, they'll demean, they'll dominate, and they'll troll your child. So therefore, what you want to do, since you can't protect your child from civilization, just like you can't really protect yourself from bullies, you want to be able to discuss with them openly what incidents have occurred in the news. You want to be able to discuss with fr- about friends, about local circumstances, about the situations where someone has committed suicide because they were so hurt by the trolling. You want the child to be open with you and to recognize what's going on. You want to be discussing these things up front. Why? So that you begin to cultivate the conscious awareness in your child as to what they might be exposed to. Also, by being open to these sorts of things without being talking to them like they're going to be hurt or judged or put down if they happen to voice any sort of opinion, your your child would possibly begin to talk to you about some experiences that their quote-unquote friends or even themselves have experienced in terms of being bullied. The third option available to parents, listen. Oh, my goodness, let me do that again. Listen. That's right. Listen. If you ask a question, ask it in a way that doesn't have a yes or no answer but creates an open-endedness. But even if you're to say, you know, Sally the other day was telling me about how she was bullied by this person online. I don't really know what form it took. I don't know if, have you heard any stories like this that, you know, along the lines of bullying or or what do you know? And so notice that when I said, have you heard any stories, that's a closed-ended question. They can say yes or no. But what do you know or what, what? how can you tell me? How can you, what, what? What information can you give me about what's happening at your school along these lines? Now, said in a pleasant sort of way, remember you have to listen. Pleasant listening, pleasant listening, pleasant listening. When they start telling the stories, instead of popping in there with all sorts of advice or being appalled or shocked, just listen. Ask questions that only help them express themselves even more. Show genuine interest, because after all, the more you know, the more you can actually help. And sometimes just the very fact that your child can come to you openly might help a tremendous amount when they get into a tough situation. If your child, uh, number five, by the way, in terms of advice, if your child has been exposed to abuse or verbal dominance, been raised to be overly compliant or conforming, that's a flag right there. If your child has a dependent personality or rarely disagrees with authorities, if your child is sad or meek, if your child is a follower or has low self-esteem, Know that your child is much more vulnerable than a child who is bold, talkative, happy, confident, involved with positive social spheres. So therefore, as soon as you possibly can, try to always direct your child into the most creative and positive interactions possible in terms of what they are like, what their passion is about, what's fun, what's fun to interact with. You want to make sure that you keep them present with you in your face, and that's all very important as parenting. Know your child. Listen. Be aware, 
and hands-on. Now let's go back to the idea, though, that bullying is not something that is new to society. Bullying has been a part of the nature of human and humans and collective groups. In fact, in our society, especially within the last 10 years, everybody raised within the last 10 years as a child, let's say they were five years old in 2001, you know that 9-11 has had a tremendous impact in the consciousness of children that were five, and now they're 15. They know about terrorists. They know about dictators that oppress the citizens. They know about oppressors of women in various cultures. Take for take for instance the understanding of what the recent Nobel Peace Prize winners were able to win their peace prize because they were freeing women from being oppressed. They were freeing women from bullies. The dictators that we've seen very recently ousted out of their situations in Egypt, Libya, Syria, so forth and so on. We know that that is all about being very aware that there are bullies that are on the top of their country's ladder and all of the military that underneath them that oppresses their people. Your child is not oblivious to the realization that terrorists could easily bomb our markets or bomb other locations, and if those were available to even knowing what was going on in the Twin Towers, there's been plenty, plenty opportunities for them since then to know that there are people around this entire planet who are always bullying other people. This is about the political field on the international level, as well as down home. As soon as there's any sort of land security issue, including going to the airport and having all that security process going on, they become aware that bullying is a part of our society. So you want to equip your child to be able to interface in a world where they need to be savvy but not necessarily scared to death or paranoid. You want them to be alert and understand what they can do, to be as powerful as they possibly can in these awkward situations to either fight their way through when they need to or to just simply turn away and get away. One of the best ideas in terms of handling those bullies of the area, everyday ordinary fashion, including those on the cyber bullies, is knowing how to turn it off, get away, to discount it. It is within the very language of the human nature to become hooked into circumstances where we feel we have to righteously confront the bully, that we have to correct them, that we have to get in their face and make them change, admit what they've done wrong. But the truth of the matter is that the majority of the time, bullies are not someone that we're going to convert. Instead, it's just better to take the hook out of yourself and just throw it back to the bully. Just think of yourself as this big, wonderful, luscious fish. We love to eat that worm on that hook. And if you by accident do eat the worm on the hook and get hooked, the best thing you can do as a fish is see if you can tear away from the hook without causing much damage to your body. Get away as fast as you can. And better yet, if your parents or you have made you wide awake to what a, a worm on the end of a hook looks like, then you don't even have to take the nibble. So being alert and aware is far superior than being naive or innocent or uninformed. A good rule of thumb is to be as aware as you can be so that your children can understand, be informed, and know the tools that they have to get away, to simply disengage, to say that person has no access to the internal feelings of my human personality. 
I do have to think about what it was like for those individuals who were bullied by the Nazis, for example. And it is out of those camps that we have survivors say, I became aware that they could take my body, they could harm me, they could kill me, they could even intimidate me or make me frightened. But as long as I had my internal core, my soul, and I knew that they could not penetrate into my private thoughts, but I knew that I had some of myself left. And what I'm suggesting to you is that the bullies in this world, if they're not given much opportunity to interface with your inner self, then chances are that inner self is not going to be damaged by it. Get away, go on, and live life fully and completely away from the clutches of the bullies. Well, that's part of today's show, and I'm going to take a little bit of pause and then we're going to go on with talking about soldiers and how they reintegrate into this world. Take care. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about soldiers and what it's like for soldiers to be integrating back into the area. And the reason I wanted to combine these two programs together is very simple because bullies are all over the place when it comes to soldiers. Soldiers are often accused of being bullies when they have to be forthright fighting a battle. I think one of the difficult things is when there is a bully that does come back into the arena that you actually find out that individuals that... Um, Oh, my goodness, I'm getting some calls here. I'm going to turn to that in just a second. Thank you. I will be with you in a moment. But when we see the soldiers that have to react to the traumas of what they've gone through, and one of the reactions soldiers have when they come back into the, their homeland, the quiet and peacefulness of their homeland, is that they are filled with the rage, the hostilities, the trauma of the memories of what they had to be when they were back in those hostile environments. And we want to say so much thanks to the soldiers that have gone through what they've gone through for the purposes of hopefully developing a secure, more secure world, planet. But we also know that many of those soldiers come back with their own demons. And one of their demons is when they return to this this arena, and yet they find themselves becoming very much bullies in this arena because they don't know how to tame their own their own demons, their own difficulties, their own hostile reactions. So I wanted to include that particular part in this, not to make anything of this, but to help the families, the children, the spouses of soldiers to realize it's very possible that your soldier that has come back, your father, your spouse, your child, is not there to try to hurt you. But sometimes the ability to cope with what they've gone through comes back in a very hostile form and you have to know when you need to get away from the soldier who has become a bully at home because they really don't know how to manage what's going on in their own life. So that would be part of what's going on in the second half of the show. I'm going to take a phone call here. Hello, listener. This is Dr. Carol Francis, and I see you there. Thank you for honing in. Are you still there? Hello? Hello. How Hello. are you tonight? Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, I can barely hear you. 
Oh, this show is all about cyberbullying and about soldiers and reintegrating home. Oh, I'm so sorry I've lost you. It seems like I can't get a call through there. And thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Um, hello, I'm going to take another caller here. Hello, this is Dr. Carol Francis. How are you doing tonight? And it seems like I have lost that one as well. Okay, there we go. Well, instead of going on any farther with the phone calls, I do thank you so much for uh, calling in and trying to reach out. I do want to move forward with this. You know, soldiers, part of the process of coming back into this environment is that you have to make a distinction. You have to create two worlds inside of yourself. One world is the world as you as a soldier. And if you can have a very, very strong, tamed understanding of what it was like for you to be able to sit in those to those violent circumstances and appreciate and respect what you had to do. And then if you can possibly shelve that or put it in a box, keep it in a cage, not because it's bad, but because it doesn't belong in all circumstances. A lion in Africa in the wonderful terrains where they can go and explore and be a lion is very different than the lion in the middle of New York City that could harm and kill and eat human beings here. Do you want to be able to create an identity of yourself where you can be a lion in one arena? But in another arena, you have to be a lamb. And the reason you have to be a lamb is not because you have to suppress yourself and be someone that you're not or even be less powerful. But you have to consider that you are going to be developing a personality, a set of qualities in yourself that are back to being a peacekeeper. After all, that is the reason that you were sent over there is the idea of being able to be a peacekeeper. And so keep that identity of yourself is that you're here to keep peace and some ways to keep the peace is to be in the very state of peacefulness yourself. It is not a bad idea. In fact, it's very helpful for a lot of soldiers to participate in very rigorous forms of yoga that actually practice peace and containment and self, self-power in the presence of being able to be unflappable or gentle or giving and calm so that you begin to develop an identity of yourself and the strength of who you are and your capacity to contain yourself and interface with this civilization. You know that back home we need you to be here as fully present as possible. We need you. Your family needs you. Society needs you. Your children need you. But we need you back in the form that can interface with this world and create the type of world that we actually have an opportunity to do in the United States. Even though you know that what you did back there, what you did out there, what you did on the field, what you had to do was horrible, intense, aggressive, violent, and maybe extremely essential for survival. But thankfully, you're not in the same circumstance most of the time during your day here in this area. So please, as you enter back into this family, know that, yes, you have discovered the demon and the power and the violence inside you. And that's not such a bad thing. If you can appreciate and respect that it has its place, the lion's wonderful in the safari. But is it possible, is it just possible for you that in this area you get to be the magnificent power of peacefulness? So consider to take that home, and I would say that any soldiers that are listening to this, please do contact me. I've written a book called Reuniting Soldiers with Family. It's available in ebook. It's available through my webpage, Dr. Carol Francis. I'm going to take a call right now here. Hello, caller. This is Dr. Carol Francis. How are you tonight? Hello. Oh, my goodness. I see. 
That's too much. Hello, this is hello. This is Dr. Carol Francis. How are you tonight? Yeah. How many times are you gonna say that? I heard you the first thing. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm not doing good. Well, what 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 brings you to this topic on cyberbullying and soldiers tonight? Well, you see, I was bullied. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. We have some humor there. Hello, this is Dr. Carol Francis. How are you tonight? Okay. Well, we have some people who are just having some fun out there. Let's talk about that for a moment in terms of cyberbullying. It's really important to know that today's generation of kids really do enjoy trolling each other. Some people are a whole lot more sensitive to it than others are. So as a consequence of all of that, um, it's it's really keen to know that your child may be experiencing people just wanting to do the fun, the silliness of, of, of cyberbullying. Your child, in fact, may actually be participating in it because trolling nowadays and sarcasm and picking on other people is a big, big sport. Uh, your child needs to understand there are certain things that will cause tremendous damage. One story comes to mind in terms of these things is when an individual said, out of anger, I'm, I, you make me so angry, I'm going to kill you. And they actually got kicked out of school for a whole week because of that sort of interaction. So you have to know that these sorts of things do occur, and your child needs to know that as well. It's not an innocent thing, but it's a stupid thing, actually, to be engaging in that type of cyberbullying. Well, I think I've lost a little bit of my pace in here because I wanted to be able to talk to the different callers coming in. But I'm going to have to close off for here. Soldiers, cyberbullying, children, parents, I wish you all the best. The most important thing about life is to try to be the most creative and productive individual as you possibly can as you face those that would want to run you down and make you feel bad about yourself, including the inside of you that might want to just oppress or enrage or destroy. Get a handle on it all. Live your life fully and completely and help the rest of us do it as well. It's the best way to fight those bullies inside and outside. Take care, and I'll talk to you later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.